0: So, uh, do you notice anything different up front? Yes? Uh, this is my uh, my camp chair from home. I'm not going to preach from it. Uh, my favorite thing to do with this chair is uh, Sunday afternoons when the weather is nice and warm, I'll take this chair and put it under the aspen tree in my backyard. And I will uh, sit and, and read and, and pray and maybe doze off this nice chair. And uh, then we have... <clears throat> stiff uh, folding chair. Uh, this evening I'd like uh, to begin by having you think about uh, a feature of your personality. You know, what kind of person uh, you are like. Now I brought these two chairs because they're, they were easier to transport. Uh, what would be better is if this was an office chair. And if this was a nice comfy chair sitting in your living room. And uh, I'd like these two chairs to represent two different types of personalities. And as I explain these, kind of see which which way you tilt in life. Now, we're not always this or always this. Um, If you're always one or the other, you need the sermon and counseling, okay? But uh, we we very often tip to one side or the other. So, uh, question for you. Are you a plan-in-advance type of person, or more spontaneous? Are you a to-do list agenda person, or we'll let relationships guide me? Uh, Do you like a schedule, or do you like to just kind of do what you feel like doing? Uh, sometimes people refer to these two different types of uh, personality traits as task oriented or relationship oriented. All right, so uh, we're kind of comfortable here, right? So uh, I'd like a raise of hands. Okay, it's, it's all right. Uh, how many would say that you are more task oriented? Huh? Yes, more task oriented. Okay. And how many more relationships, spontaneous type, okay? Uh, Very good. So this evening, uh, we are going to look at a little story in God's Word where it is very clear which chair people sit in. It's a story about Martha and Mary. It is found in Luke chapter 10, and I'll read verses 38 42. Uh, This is God's word for us this evening. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. Oh God, we pray that you might use this story, that you might use your word tonight uh, to do your good work in our hearts, in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this evening, I'd like us to, uh, to walk through the story. Uh, but before we do, uh, let's consider the context of the story. Uh, after a successful and what some could call popular Galilean ministry, right? thousands came to see Jesus, to hear his teaching, to watch him heal people. I mean if you wanted to do something exciting in Galilee go see this rabbi. So after this very popular ministry in Luke chapter 9 verse 51 Luke ha- highlights something a-, a bit more than the other gospel writers. 951 says and Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And so Luke is, is signaling here now kind of a, a shift In Jesus' attention. And for the next numerous chapters, uh, Luke reminds us here and there that Jesus has resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And we see this here in, in this passage as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, on their way to Jerusalem for Jesus to fulfill the mission that we so beautifully sang about. So this is the uh, the context of the story. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. Uh, the story is also in the middle of, of three passages that, that Luke puts together here that all talk about our relationship with God. Uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan, talking about loving God, and then, of course, loving others, and then we have this story of Martha and Mary, and then... In Luke chapter 11, we have Jesus teaching on prayer, which of course is, is dealing with our relationship with God from the perspective of prayer. Uh, from this story, or from John's gospel, we know that in this story, Jesus is good friends with Martha and Mary and their brother. Who, who is the brother? Lazarus, good. Uh, Martha and Mary and Lazarus. And they lived in a town called Bethany, which was a few miles east of Jerusalem. So here is Jesus at their home. Something happens in this story. Jesus makes a point. And as we, we look at this point this evening, I am struck with how important this is for us 2,000 years later to really get the point that Jesus is making. Let's take a a moment and look at the story from a first century Jewish context. The Bible says Martha opened up her home. I think it's safe to assume that Martha was, was older than Mary. She had uh, authority and really on her a sense of, of responsibility with the guests that were in her home. And then there's, there's Mary. Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now when you think about this, Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus... Jesus was considered a rabbi at that time. And besides Jesus, there were, there were other rabbis that had their disciples. And what did the disciples do back then with the rabbi? They would sit at the feet of the rabbi. The disciples were always and only men. And here's Mary sitting in the place of a rabbi's disciple at Jesus' feet, listening. And so you see in this story, Jesus is he's being countercultural. He is not only accepting of Mary sitting at his feet, he is approving of, he's encouraging this. And uh, we know from, from Jesus' ministry, and we also know from the Apostle Paul, for instance, uh, in Galatians, that God's grace is poured out upon people, no matter what their their ethnic background, no matter what their gender, male and female. Jesus came for them. And Jesus is very poignantly making this point in the home of Martha and Mary and Lazarus. So, Martha opens up her home. Mary is at Jesus' feet, And Martha is frenzied. She is distracted by all that is before her. Now, hospitality was a a very high value. In fact, a woman who could manage her family well and provide for the guests, this was an honorable woman. Martha was just doing what she should do, This was her responsibility. She had opened her home to these guests and she had to provide for them. That's what you do when people come to your house. Hospitality. And Martha was very concerned about this. So when Martha barges into the room frustrated her complaint to Jesus on one level it makes sense. And Martha fully expected Jesus to agree with, with her, with, with Martha. It's obvious. Okay, Mary needs to get up and help me. It's obvious. Jesus, tell her. You know. I, I need your help on this. Back me up. And then Jesus says, Martha. Martha. I think moms do this often. They have to say the name twice. Maybe sometimes three or four times. You know, the first time it's kind of there, but then it's like, whoa, 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 time out. Look at me. Actually, my wife does this with me as well. Uh, you know, I'll be all, all over and my okay, hello. Look at me. Slow down, focus. This is Kind of what Jesus was doing. Martha was so frantic, she just needed to slow down. Martha, Martha. And in a surprise statement, Jesus corrects, not Mary, but Martha. If there is one thing that you take away from this message tonight, this is it. Relationship with Jesus takes priority over service for Jesus. Relationship with Jesus takes priority over service for Jesus. This is what Jesus was communicating to the people and to Martha. So, who are you like? Personality, uh, tendency, tendency. I'm going to uh, spend a moment uh, talking about uh, Martha, and to those of you who raised your hand at Mary, don't just sit comfortably and smugly like you're on the right side, okay? I have some words for you as well. Uh, but we'll, we'll begin with, with Martha, and uh, for myself, I mean, I, I'm, I'm on this side, Martha's side. And, and we all can be at times. So... How many of you are are busy? Uh, Crowded schedules. Lots going on. And uh, with all that's going on in our life, uh, very often this can crowd out building, investing in our relationship with Jesus. So, I want to tell you right now the, the story that uh, brought this sermon about. Uh, several years ago, I was thinking about this story one week, especially because I tilt towards the Martha side, and uh, God was just using the story to challenge me and to just kind of correct my life. And it was kind of weird, just every day for like a week, this story would come back to my mind. Um, So anyway, I'm thinking about this story. Uh, It was at the beginning of May. And uh, so May 5th was a Saturday, in fact. Uh, It was a beautiful spring day. And like a typical Martha personality, I had in my office my to-do list. And Saturday... I mean, I was, I was, I was gearing up. Uh, and some of the stuff had to be outside, you know, working with the, the plants and the shrubs and the trees. And Oh, I like this stuff. I was ge- getting geared up. So s- Saturday, May 5th, I, I wake up in the morning. And uh, uh, typically, uh, I'll have a, a devotional time before breakfast, but this was Saturday, so I slept in a, a, li- a little bit more. I remember going into the kitchen having some breakfast. And after breakfast, I'm walking out of the kitchen, through the living room, to my office, where the to-do list was. Okay? And I remember distinctly, I am in the living room, and this story, Martha and Mary, popped into my head. And I just had this impression, I need to, to slow down, and it doesn't have to be a long time, but just spend a few moments in prayer and in God's word before I begin this, this big day. And I will tell you, I willfully pushed that thought aside. I said, oh, later. And I went to the to-do list. I mean, it was the Martha thing. It was, it was churning, okay, Saturday, all this stuff. I just put it to aside, and I got that list and I said, okay, my, my daughter's a soccer game today. I'm going to cross some things off you know, before we go to this. So I started my to-do list. And then you know, if, you're, if you're really, for those of you who are married, if you're really into a Martha mode, okay, and you do something that's not on your list, you'll write it down so you can cross it off, okay? So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then uh, my wife called, oh, time for Ellie's soccer game. And I'm like, okay, good. And I looked at my list, and I felt kind of satisfied. I'm like, well, this is good. So we went to uh, the soccer game. We came back. It was about noon. Uh, My daughter was in the living room. Her piano teacher had come over. She's doing a piano lesson. My son was doing something. My wife was. And I thought, I will get a brief bite to eat before an afternoon of to-do list. So I went to the kitchen. I found a bagel. I grabbed the bagel and a sharp knife. And before I put the knife in the bagel, I, I thought to myself, be careful. One of the most common kitchen injuries is people cutting themselves while trying to slice a very hard bagel. Okay? I mean, I thought this, okay? So I'm like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Knife slips. Whoosh. Okay, now take blade out of thumb, okay? Look and scream like a, girl, scream like a man, okay? Ah! I mean, I was like, ah! Okay, my wife comes running, the piano teacher comes running, and I'm looking at this, and all of a sudden, woo. okay, like this. Put my head to the ground, got, okay, breathe, breathe, and uh, took took a look at the thumb here, and, uh, I mean, it, it was deep enough to require stitches. So the piano teacher leaves, and in a few moments, for the first time in my life, somebody is driving me to the emergency room. We get to the emergency room. The person looks at my thumbs. Oh, yeah, you're staying here. Sit down. And uh, so we sit there. I'm called back. The doctor comes in, takes a look at this, and goes, oh, yeah, uh, stitches. Looks like it's not too deep, but you're going to need stitches. My, now, I'm about to give you the exact conversation that followed next. My wife goes, how many stitches? He said, about seven or eight. My wife says, could you give him nine? Our daughter's nine. Nine. The doctor replies, sure, I'll just make the cut bigger. <laughs> this is my thumb. Okay, so okay, joking around is. So after a few shots, tetanus shot, this shot, doctor comes in, stitches up my thumb, and it's kind of funny. He he managed to squeeze nine stitches in there without making the cut bigger. And uh, so then I went home. It, it kind of hurt, like, so I kept it up like this. I went home. And I sat on the living room couch, and I thought about my to-do list, and it was done for the day. Did not cross anything else off that list that day. I sat there with my cut thumb. Now, my point of this story, please don't take me wrong. I am not saying that if you don't have morning devotions, you will cut yourself. That is not my point. Um, I mean, it's good too, of course, uh, but I will say this, at, at this stage of my life, with what God was dealing with me on, and with me really just thinking over this story and willfully pushing to this to the side, I, I'll just tell you that this cut thumb was a spiritually significant injury in my life. God was communicating the truth of Martha and Mary so deeply. And uh, I, just, I just remember it. And I think um, when I get so agenda-driven, uh, I've got to be careful. Gotta maybe step back. Take a breath. And focus on what is most important. So, uh, Martha. Um, Serving Jesus, of course, is a good thing, and we need to do this, serve Jesus. Uh, However, uh, we can become distracted, us Martha types, and uh, take our eyes off of Jesus. Uh, There are many people in this room right now that devote much time to service to God in this church, outside of the walls of the church. Uh, we are called to do this. Uh, this is a good thing. But like Martha, Jesus is telling us something that is very important. Two things. In our service, make sure you do not lose sight of Jesus and in our service, we should not complain about others like Martha complaining about Mary. Uh, so, so that is Martha. And, uh, you know, I was thinking also when I was in seminary, seminary, we studied about the Bible all the time. But that didn't mean that I necessarily grew in faith had to still invest in just uh, prayer and uh, meditative time in God's word uh, to truly grow in my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Mary, uh, you Mary personalities are probably feeling good right now. Uh, Jesus said, my personality type is the best. I am the hero of the story. Let's just end the sermon right now. (laughs) I think there are some things we could talk about. Uh... This side, living in America, we have so many options when it comes to, I want to relax, I want to chill, I want to take a break. Got lots of options, right? And uh, the question is, when you have downtime, when the agenda is not ruling the day, uh, how do you spend your time? Now, do you spend it talking with people? I mean, this is obviously good, building relations. Unless you're gossiping, that's not good. But if you're talking with people, uh, this is a good thing, uh, building relationships. Uh, And then we have this little thing called entertaining self. So while these driven people can be so to-do list, to-do list, to-do list, uh, these people sometimes can, uh, well... And all of us can fall into this side as well, where I just want to entertain myself. And, uh, well, a little entertainment, it's, of course it's not bad, it depends on what kind of entertainment, but it's, it's not bad in and of itself. But as you know, in our culture, we are surrounded by so much. I mean, it is an entire industry that is focused on your attention. I don't know how many millions and billions of dollars are vying to say, be entertained with this, or with this, or with this. To be honest with you, sometimes it can be, be rather difficult to say, okay, enough is enough, and now I'm going to spend some time sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now, in one sense course I'm preaching to the choir here, because where are you right now? You are here, not somewhere else doing something else. So this is, this is a good thing. Uh, but something that I ask myself and, and I ask you really is, you know how do I spend my time? And how is God challenging me on my downtime and my chill time uh, to, uh, to spend my time? In a, in a way that honors him. Uh, Mary, oh, Mary, she chose her time to sit at Jesus' feet. She chose her time uh, to listen. And she was enamored. She was so focused and enjoying being in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in conclusion, uh, to the Marthas among us, or when we're living like her, uh, let's heed the advice of Daryl Bach. I read this quote, I, Oh, this is good. Discipleship sometimes requires that tasks be suspended while fellowship is maintained. Okay, so we've got to walk that balance. Discipleship sometimes requires that tasks be suspended while fellowship is maintained. To take time out, to spend time with God's people in worship, uh, to spend time reading God's amazing and powerful word, uh, to spend time in prayer, And to the Marys among us, or when we feel like Mary, let's spend more time sitting at the feet of Jesus.